This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. Uh, playoffs? What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm f***ing pissed off. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Come around. Reverses it. And the pass goes into the end zone. The Nick and it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Alba inside. It's Messi. You are now listening to the Wide Open Sportscast with your hosts, Beds and Rick. Beds, take it away. Wow, that was really cool. I'm, yes. a, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. But, uh, rolling BT3 now. That was very impressive. That was our old Rick Cool, everybody. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Wide Open Sportscast. My name is Beds. I'm Rick. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our recording. We are recording on Tuesday, November 27th at 7.40 p.m. And once again, you are listening to the almost world-famous Wide Open Sportscast. Don't forget, your place to interact with us on social media is you can find us on Twitter at Wide Open Sports. And also look for the Wide Open Sportscast on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, and iTunes as well. Forget about that last one there. Rick, how you doing, bud? What? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? What the hell was that? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be uh, playing a little bit today. Oh no, <laughs> I might be in. I might be in some trouble here, folks. Um. So yeah, that is actually our new voice box that we were testing out before the show started. Um. So. If you're hearing Rick talking some weird, weird voices, that's exactly what's going on. Yep, that's correct. <sighs> what was that like? Uh, I just raised my pitch. Yeah, I wasn't even know. I was trying to think of like what movie character or something that you sounded like. I couldn't figure it out. I had no idea. But that was pretty impressive. How was Thanksgiving, bud? Well, uh, it was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed a new beer by Magnify Brewing Company called Danksgiving. Interesting. Double IPA. Very, very good. And then um, went to New York on Saturday and watched Tottenham, uh, quote-unquote, dick-stomp Chelsea, which is always a beautiful thing to see, beating your London rivals 3-1. to one. So that was a fun little adventure. And then on someone's birthday. Yes. Yes. The birthday was Saturday. 27, dude. What the hell? I got a few more months before I hit that. Enjoy it while you can, my friend. And then obviously on Sunday, you know, watch some football and hung out. How about how about yourself? How was your Thanksgiving, dude? Uh, Thanksgiving was pretty tame this year. Uh, we uh, we just decided to have just me, my father, my sister. Um, it was the first time my sister cooked Thanksgiving dinner. Ooh, how was it? Yeah. Well, my, my mom was usually the one that cooked Thanksgiving dinner. So she did a little bit different, like tried her own thing. She made a turkey and a few other sides. She did a pretty good job. Very nice. I was going to say, we're really putting you on the spot there, my friend. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, it was, it was fine. It was doing that. And then uh, Saturday, we, uh, we set up Christmas. Well, I should say this. My father and my sister set up Christmas. I set up the Christmas trees, and that was my only job. Very nice. 
reason why is because I I love Christmas, but I hate setting up Christmas. Now, my mother, uh, God rest her soul, the I didn't hate many things that she did or wanted. Mm-hmm. One of the things I hated is in my house, we have four Christmas trees, like in different rooms. No reason. It looks nice when it's done, but there's absolutely no reason. And they're also, they're fake. So we have, we put them in our furnace room and bring them out uh, once a year for obviously the Christmas holiday. And back when this was first starting, every single year for about four years straight, I would get in fights with my father and it would not be pretty. I I would be pissed for like three days straight with him and he was pissed at me. So after a while, my mom and dad decided, you know what? You set up the Christmas trees, and you stay out the way. Good. Nice. Just completely taking you out of the situation there. Taking you out of the situation, which I am perfectly fine with. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for Christmas. I was had a good uh, Thanksgiving. Nice You've got your four big Christmas trees. I got my dinky little one in the corner of my apartment that you literally just take, like, it's like one of those fake little small trees. There's just two edges to. You just unfurl the branches and just connect them together, like, doop, and the lights are already on it. So just threw the decorations on it, and yeah, it was done in like five minutes. When uh, when I was in New Hope, I I had a real Christmas tree. Yeah, I remember that. That was really nice. R.I.P. Getting Woogie-O. Never forget. Yeah, I'm going to miss that, but I mean, it was a pain at the end of the year, but I'm sure once I decide to uh, move somewhere new, I think I'm going to get a real Christmas tree. Big tree. Well, we'll see how big it gets, but uh. Let's talk some uh, sports. Let's talk some football. Yeah, so, I mean, how can you even mention Thanksgiving without talking about a little bit of the NFL? Um, Rick, it's really looking like as we're starting to wind down here, I'm not really seeing as much of the division races getting interesting, but I see a lot of wild card races getting very interesting. Um, We are recording again on Tuesday. So the NFL week has come to an end, and we are now encroaching in on God, Rick. What week are we in now for football? Is this week 12 already? I think it's 12? Uh, yeah. Uh, 13. Jeez, dude. Football's already almost over. Can you believe that? Uh, yeah, I can believe it. I mean, once once it gets like Thanksgiving, it's like playoffs time. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Thanksgiving... Traditionally, that used to only be the only Thursday night game. That's obviously changed for a few years now. Right. Because you always get the Cowboys in the afternoon and you get the Lions in the morning. Yep. You you always get to see the same teams get their ass kicked usually. Maybe not this year, but uh, usually it's the Lions. They get their ass kicked. Um, Although, it was a little bit of a tight game, which I was surprised Now, actually, so about that game is going into the fourth quarter – I saw that the over-under was 36, and the Lions were marching. And I did the math. I was like, okay, they have a quarter to score two touchdowns between both teams, and the Lions are on the seven-yard line. So I went, bet the over, Lions score automatically. And then um, – Lions scored a field goal. In the field I, mean, I mean, I meant the Bears, my fault. The Bears scored literally as soon as I placed the bet to start the fourth quarter. And then the Lions went down. And, um, the guy, literally the pass went off his helmet. That freaked me out. I was like, oh, there goes my money. But then the 
they had that pick six, and I started celebrating. So that was great. It made some money on Thanksgiving. I felt bad because everyone else in my family took the Lions. Like, oh, it's a Lions home game. They got this. There's no Mitch Trubinsky. But I was like, nah, I'm just going the over. And I hit the over, and everyone else lost. Yeah. So, oops. Um, but when you're looking at divisions right now, AFC East, over. No surprise. The Patriots are... Eight and three. Dolphins are five and six. Tom Brady has the all-time winningest percentage against his own division than any other quarterback in the history of the NFL. I mean, just just another stat to add to the greatness. Yeah, I I, I think he's some. I think he's eighty and twenty all-time against his division. It was his hundredth game against the Jets against the AFC East. He's eighty and twenty. That only means two things. One, he's that good, which is the more probable. Or two, the division is just that bad, which is also kind of probable. But yeah, I got it. It definitely has something to do with it, I think. Um, so that, you know, that's all dead and done. Um, Pretty much, at least, unless the Dolphins come out of nowhere on a five-game winning streak. Yeah, I, I don't know if I see that happening. Yeah. Um, AFC West. Chiefs are nine and two. Chargers are eight and three, but I don't see the Chargers catching the Chiefs. The Chargers are not going to catch the Chiefs. And the big, the big game of this week are my Pittsburgh Steelers versus the LA Chargers. Yeah, that's, that, that's huge. That's huge for both the AFC West and the AFC North. Yeah, because you guys are seven three and one, but the Ravens are right on your tail. Yeah, the Ravens are are catching very fast. I mean, now that they like, they also have an interesting situation coming in this week because Flacco, I believe, is healthy. So well, Lamar Flacco- Jackson, believe it or not, in a league where we had the Madden 2004, Mike Vick, we currently have a new record broken. Lamar Jackson had had 180 rushing yards in his first two games. That is more than any quarterback ever in his first two games, even more than Mike Vick. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson has been impressive, and I mean. He's going to be a game changer in the AFC North. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see if they put in Flacco, the old guard, or they keep with the hot hand in Lamar Jackson. It's a very interesting scenario that they have coming up this coming week. Yeah, definitely going to be something worth watching, too, there. Uh, the Bengals are done. Andy Dalton's out for the rest of the season. They confirmed that today. And not only that, Hugh Jackson is just Hugh Jacksoning wherever he goes um, as the assistant to the regional director, or as I call it. I, I hate the flack that Baker Mayfield got this week uh, for saying that some, some people on national television were saying that he was a baby for the way he acted and for the things that he said against Hugh Jackson. The, but Baker Mayfield made the point. The dude barely won three games in three years they were 131-1 and one at one point. <laughs> Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. And, and he could have been a career ruiner for him. There have been plenty of times. Like, think about Shanahan RG3. If they didn't keep him in, RG3 may be still playing today. Maybe a starting quarterback playing today. Not and we, a third string on the Ravens. Third string on the Ravens. And, I mean, that's all, I mean you can also say we may not have Kirk Cousins either. Kirk Cousins is... Got very lucky because he was drafted the same year as RG3 in, like, the fifth round. Mm-hmm. He was making a boatload of money. So, 
there, there's a side effect there. So I agree with Baker Mayfield that he's not a baby. He's speaking the truth because he could have lost his career pretty much. And obviously the big news there, too, is that the Browns finally won an away game. Yeah, I mean, and against their old coach, who's a special assistant or something. Assistant to the regional director. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's so I, I'm, I'm just going to keep calling them that for the rest of the year. Um, and then obviously, I mean, the Texans, dude, remarkable. Um, dude, Lamar Miller had that big run last night, and then I, ne- I needed four points to win in um, our fantasy league and basically yes. lock up my spot in the playoffs. And he didn't do jack the rest of the game, and I lost by 1.1 points. Yeah, I so saw that. So now I'm out on the playoffs looking in, and I need I need to beat a tough opponent, and I need someone to lose to who's in last place. And, like, that was without Todd Gurley this week. But, I mean, you can't deny the Texans on an eight-game win streak. And the Texans realistically could keep rolling with it, too. The rest of their schedule, um, unless the Browns go for a road-winning streak now, um, Cleveland comes to town next. Then the Colts, which is going to be a massive game, in my opinion. Um, Then they go to New York for the Jets. I mean, any New York team you play, it doesn't matter. Uh, and then they will go to Philadelphia and then will host the Bagwars. So the Texans have a realistic shot at carrying this out, I think. Yeah, the only – I mean, Cleveland may be a threat with uh, how good – I mean, they do have a good defense. So how good their defense can show up. Mm-hmm. The real threat would be Indy here, but Indy has also been hot. So, I mean, looking, looking at Indy's schedule coming up, uh, they have uh, – I'm screwing up. I'm pausing here. Uh, they have Jacksonville, and then they have obviously they have Houston. Then they have Dallas, which can be hit or miss at times. Then they have the Giants, and then Tennessee. So they actually have a harder schedule, yeah, than the Texans do. So realistically, I think the Texans will come out on top in the AFC South, but Indy can can get there. No, I, I definitely think that they can. And, Rick, this was a question that I was actually going to be asking today for our NFL talk. Whose comeback in the AFC South are you more impressed by, Andrew Luck or Deshaun Watson? Oh, I, I would say Andrew Luck. I mean, not only for Andrew Luck, for but for the Colts organization. Uh, starting with Andrew Luck, I mean, it didn't look he didn't look like Andrew Luck of, of rookie year Andrew Luck, maybe in second year Andrew Luck. And then since week four, he's gone over 300 yards every game. Yeah, I mean, even in even in the one game, uh, I forget who they lost. Maybe to no, it wasn't Jacksonville. They maybe. lost to Philadelphia on like the seven yard line. Well, I'm trying to think of the one time that uh, right at the end of the game they had to throw a hail mary, but instead of Andrew Luck going that in. That was Philadelphia. They had to put Brissett in. Yeah, so they put in Brissett. Brissett had to go in. This week he threw like a 50 yard or a 45 yard bomb for a touchdown. Magic of Frank Reich, baby. So he has his arm back, which which is that I think that's more incredible than Deshaun Watson having his leg back. I, I wouldn't say I mean it's Deshaun Watson coming off an ACL tear. I mean it's pretty crazy this day and time. An ACL tear is not a career-ending injury. That used to be a career-ending injury. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. That it's a scary injury. It's still a scary injury because it can, but the likelihood of it ending your career has been dwindled so much. 
It was so, like a torn Achilles too, and like Des Bryant situation, like same thing. Yeah, but I mean, still, that's it's not as scary as it used to be. It's still scary, but not as scary. Now, going at the Colts organization, Andrew Luck has become one of the least rushed QBs. Now, if you think of the Indianapolis Colts, one of the things you think about is a horrific it, offensive line. Exactly. So they finally got it right. They finally protected their their quarterback. They drafted an offensive lineman first, uh, in the first round, which shows how much they're going to commit to this. And it's working. They're making a comeback. I mean, they're not perfect yet. No way in hell they are perfect. But they are coming back. And, I mean, and they're having great, like, T.Y. Hilton's having an amazing year. Mack, I didn't yeah, see that. Marlon Mack, Ebron is doing great. Ebron has scored a touchdown in every single game, I yeah. think. So if Ebron's able to score a touchdown every single game, that's pretty incredible. So, I mean, they're on a good comeback. I mean, obviously Andrew Luck, I think, is has a better had a better comeback story than Deshaun Watson. Uh, not not saying anything wrong about the Sean Watson's comeback story. I mean, it's still a great story. And of course, I mean, they had a very emotional win last night too after the passing of McNair. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, so that was that was big for them. But I mean, Andrew Luck by far, I think, is a better comeback story. And then let's jump into the NFC, Rick, where two divisions are already wrapped up. NFC West, um, Rams ten and one, Seahawks six and five. Magic number is one there. Either the Rams need to win their next game or the Seahawks need to lose their next game. So if I'm going to bank more on the Rams winning their next game. Yeah, they need to win one more game to lock up. Now all they really need to do is try to lock up a home field advantage, which right now the Saints have. Right. I, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be a tough one going down the stretch, I think. Um, and then the Cardinals and 49ers, Whatever. Both, I think, racing towards um, the lowest pick. They do not play each other again. I was going to say if they played each other the last week of the season, can you imagine that tank fest? Yeah, well, I mean, the Raiders are still in that tank fest right now, so we'll have to see about that. But, I mean, the Cardinals are showing upside, more upside than the 49ers. The 49ers were supposed to be – uh, at least the second best team in the NFC West. I mean, obviously Garoppolo going down did not help at all, but also Garoppolo didn't look that great. So there's this and that there. But I mean, him going down, they would definitely be at least number three if if they did not lose Garoppolo. Because right now, I think uh, Cardinals are technically third in. in the yes, list. because when you are yeah, I was trying to look at if to see if it was the, came down to the division, whatever it is. But yeah, the Cardinals are above the 49ers on tiebreaker. Okay, so I mean, Cardinals are above the 49ers on tiebreaker. And then the NFC South, you know, not taking anything away from Carolina, the NFC South is over. The Saints are ten and one. Saying they're in the same exact boat where the Saints are in a magic numbers one situation. And I think the Saints are probably going to get that win against the Cowboys on Thursday. I think. Yeah, I mean. If the Cowboys win, that would... That's very impressive by Dallas. That'd be impressive by Dallas. I don't see it. But, well, Ollie, aren't the Cowboys playing the Redskins this week? No, they played on Thanksgiving this week. So it's Cowboys and Saints on Thursday Night Football. 
Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Uh, good, dude. So, <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, if they come out with that, I mean, that would be pretty impressive. I don't see that happening. Uh, but, I mean, the wild card race overall is probably the most interesting part here. I'd say that. The Vikings still have a shot. I, I am very impressed by the Bears. I was very, very impressed with the Bears getting the job done without Trubisky against Detroit. Like, I, I was very impressed by that. Hey, defense wins championships. Yeah, I was very impressed. I, I, I was, I would say the Bears definitely stood out a lot for me this week with that win. Are they Rams and Saints level? No, but that was definitely. I was very impressed to see how they did without Trubisky. I thought that that was great for them. Um, yeah, the the interesting races really left. I mean, the Vikings can catch them, but I'm still a firm believer uh, that was a good win for the Vikings I, I- against the Packers. But I still. Don't necessarily believe in Kirk Cousins winning a big game if it comes down to it. Yeah, no, so I, I agree. I'm still sticking with Chicago to win that division. But the NFC East, the the battered, absolute mess, mangled Philadelphia Eagles found a way to make it interesting again. Um, because the NFC East, Cowboys, Redskins, six and five, Eagles, five and six. Well, what really made it interesting for you is Alex Smith's injury. Yes. I think I think that was really the kind of turning point. Yeah, because the Redskins actually have – they play us twice. We see them Monday night this upcoming week. And they, they go to Philly for a Monday night game. That You know, I don't care how Philadelphia is. You're going to Philadelphia on a Monday night. That is a tough game. And then they host the Giants, go to Jacksonville, go to Tennessee, and then host Philadelphia. So – they have a reasonably easy have a hard- ending to this. Even though they have Colt McCoy, you could have Philadelphia who goes Washington, Dallas, L.A., Houston, Washington. Well, what, what really needs to happen for Washington is their defense needs to step up. They have stepped up in big situations this year, but, I mean, they're the key for them to make it out of the NFC East on top. Well, if- and- Here's the big headline today with the Redskins is that they picked up Reuben Foster. I mean, but he it, can't play because he just was charged with domestic violence and he's on the commissioner's list for not being able to play until the investigation is closed. Yeah, well, I mean, if the investigation closes real fast, then he might be able to play. But if not, I mean, you got to take that risk at this point. Like you're trying to win a championship here. I mean, yeah, it's it's not the. I don't know, most politically correct person that you want on your team. I mean, you you in a way you hope it doesn't happen. It's not true, but I mean, it's it's like a it's a, it's an ugly thing to debate. Right. Uh, yeah, easily. You like you hope it's not true, but I mean, if it's not true, then someone's lying, and that's not good. If it is true, then someone's a wife beater or a girlfriend beater, whatever. Like that's either way, it's it's not good. But uh, if if they if he is able to play, he could be a game changer. I mean, he's not the he's not like he's not like a, a Norman to the team, but he'll definitely help. And then Dallas goes New Orleans Thursday at Jerry World, Eagles and Jerry World, visit Indy, Bucks and Jerry World, and then finish the season in New York. And the Giants at that point could also be involved in a tank bowl Damn. for draft picks. Damn, the fucking Cowboys have a rough schedule. 
I mean, th th this is my only comment about the uh. The Bucks can come out of fucking. You, they're fucking. They're the. They're such a wild card that are out like out of this world. Either they can dominate you on the scoreboard, or they'll just shit shit the bed. It's pretty incredible which way they're gonna be that day. And who's starting that day? Yeah. Also, you don't. You have no idea who the hell is starting a QB. But now, I mean, you have plenty of film on both QBs at this point. So, what do you gotta do there? The Fitz magic is out, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. Who do you favorite to win that win. The NFC East? Who do you think is going to pull it out between those three? I, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's ugly. let me say, I think whatever team gets in will not be having a long stay in the playoffs. I mean, it will be either the Cowboys or the Eagles. I have no idea. The Cowboys have a rough schedule, but, I mean, they have shown signs of offense in these past couple of weeks. Which, and it's they're amazing on, what happens when you give Zeke the ball. Yeah, and you and you're and they're on a three-game winning streak. That's huge. So they're like you can't you can't deny that they're they're finding their footing. So we may be talking a little bit differently down the line. They go from a three-game win streak to a eight-game win streak. Right. Been out the rest of the season. It can happen. They have a rough schedule though, because I mean, like like you said, they they have to face the Tennessee. They have to face they have to face New Orleans. I mean. No matter how good you you come out to be, it's gonna be it's impossible to beat New Orleans. It seems like at this point. And then, like you said, Philly in Dallas, Indy, Indy, they're playing Indian Indy. That's not a good matchup. And that's gonna be a great game because that's gonna be two teams fighting for a playoff spot there. It is it is gonna be a great game. I I, I can't deny that. But I mean, I just feel like Indy is, for all their problems, maybe a more set team. Just because of the quarterback, a more set team. Uh, then, like I said, Tampa Bay, you never know. And, I mean, tank bowl for New York Giants. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, see, my talk for why I would probably say I'm not 100% sure about Philadelphia here is just the injuries alone, man. Like, Trey Sullivan and some of these guys, they were on, a pra they were on our practice squad two weeks ago, and now they're starting. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you should you should f at least finish ahead of the Redskins because your injuries cannot compare to the to Redskins. the Redskins. No, because at least we still knock on wood. I, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to talk about that. Um, I just my disbelief with watching that Eagles Giants game is how did you stop giving Saquon the ball? How? I have no idea. Like that was awful. I'm just my only trash talking for today. I'm going to throw in there. Because I realize the Eagles have a lot of weaknesses, but we're pretty bad this year. The Giants still can't beat us. That was, we have now beaten the Giants 18 of the last 22 games against them. That's pretty incredible. And for the first time in a very long time, the Eagles Giants series is tied at 82, 82, and 2. Sounds like the. Uh the Bears and Green Bay. Yeah, literally, it's like the same exact thing, right? Um, speaking of which, Rick, uh, last two teams we're going to jump into before we get into the NBA. Um, do you think it's looking like the Packers are about to blow that project up a little bit? Then they're four, six, and one now, two-game losing streak. Um, yeah, they four zero oh, and one at Lambeau, zero oh, and six on the road. Yeah, I mean they're they're not looking too good right now. 
Yeah, I know the the end of their schedule. Yeah, points looks pretty easy, but points looks pretty hard. I mean, they face Arizona, then they then they face Atlanta. Atlanta is also kind of like, in a way, Tampa Bayish because they can either dominate you with the points or just shit the bed. And then they have to play Chicago in Soldier Field. Chalk that up as a loss. Mm-hmm. Jets, they'll probably win that. Detroit, uh, they probably will win that. But I mean, it's a it's kind of a rivalry, so you don't want to. Don't want to put it on the shelf exactly. Yeah, no. Um, and then going forward, how about the Bagwars coming back, dude? I, it's it's crazy to see how of high of highs you can go with that type of roster and how low of lows you can go with that type of roster. I mean, Blake Bortles on the bench. I also Leonard, like Leonard Fournette is suspended. I, I want to say this. I've only bet against. I've only bet two times when the Buffalo Bills have played, and both were money line, and both were against the two two opposite teams. Once was this past week. The other time was when they played the Vikings earlier in the season, completely dominated them. So I'm never betting for or against. I'm not even touching a Buffalo Bills game ever again. No, I've. I've no, never. I'm never going near them ever again either because it just seems like out of nowhere they just show up. Um, but definitely Bagwar's back in Jacksonville. Fournette suspended. Bortles on the bench. Jalen Ramsey might get traded. That was fun while it lasted. Um, so that's some of our stuff at the NFL. Again, you can find us on Twitter at WideOpen underscore sports. Find us there. Tell us what you think of some of our picks for football and rick with that adjust into the nba um jimmy bucket a sixer and what a difference he's made two game winning shots in 12 days he wants to get paid he told the timberwolves i'm the game changer guess what he is proving he is doing an excellent job Shoving it in their face a little bit, I, not not necessarily through words, just through play. Shoving it in their face, in my opinion, and honestly, good for him, because he is a game changer. And the Timberwolves are pretty bad without him. Yeah, but I mean, the Timberwolves knew that. Like I said this last time that we recorded, he could be a complete head case, but he could also prove it. On the on the times that he proves it. I mean, goddamn! Look at him, kicking ass. That's yeah. Great. Um, the, the Sixers six- are currently oh. sitting at fourteen and eight, and the only finish. reason I'm still waiting to be more sold on them is because the Feds. Uh, yeah. That's my thought. Sorry. Keep me off here, man. Sorry. I don't even remember what I said. I was gonna say, so keep going. Um. So. The Sixers are at 14-8 and eight right now. But this is the reason why I'm not sold on them. Every game somehow gets stupidly close for them. Like, if you look at their scores. Like, basically, all of their past wins, all their wins this year, besides a 10-point win against the Heat, have all been single digits. And a 10-point well, win against the Pistons. Well, also, a huge thing is they, they get a big lead, like a 15-point lead, and then they blow it away. 
But usually when they blow it away is when their stars are not starting or on the bench. When, like, one of their big starters is on the bench, that's when they start blowing the leads. So, or, I mean. Good. They're getting blown out by the Cavs. Well, I mean, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, they, they need to fix their bench problem at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst bench in the league. There are plenty of worst benches in the league. Like, the fucking Rockets bench is atrocious. Right? But the they need to fix that bench problem because once those guys get on the court, they need to keep up, at least keep some sort of distance. Keep it to, like, a seven-point distance so their starters can get some rest and get back on there. Their win against the um, Hornets was impressive because they had – um, Kemba dropped 60, and they found a way to beat him in overtime. They were down a serious amount to the Nets when they came back, but the Brooklyn Nets uh, from watching them this year and last year too specialized in blowing fourth-quarter leads. Um, so they've had a couple close wins, but, I mean, if you're going to pull together these close wins now, you'll pull them together at the end of the season, right? Yeah, you would hope so. But, you know, as a team is not doing that, I'm trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with them. What's that? The Boston Celtics. Yeah. I like you you everyone shows the Boston Celtics to come out on top. At least in the Eastern Conference. And they're it's, sitting at eleven and ten. It's it's pretty it's pretty weird. I mean they've they've lost some questionable games. But we we've put that at the least. Let's see here. So they dropped. They lost to the Mavericks by nine. Drop one. They dropped one to the Knicks. They lost to the Knicks by eight. Um, Jazz revenge game for Gordon Hayward. Jazz beat them. Dropped that one. They dropped the Jazz twice. Both their games with the Jazz, they dropped. Um, so my, my, my thing on this is kind of the opposite of, like, our NFL discussion on who's had the greater comeback between Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck. I mean, they're, they're injured players. They're not having a good comeback. No. I, I think that's a huge reason. Everyone expected these guys to come off and and just blow, blow up the, the Eastern Conference. Like, they're healthy. They're going to blow up the Eastern Conference. Well, doesn't seem to be happening. I feel like I forgot Gordon Hayward was even with them. Yeah. Like, that's how bad it is. And I forgot about Jason Tatum, too. The two of them. I completely forgot about the both of them. You're going to know about Kyrie because Kyrie still has good games here and there. And, uh, you know, I bet that he's going to figure it out. But Jason Tatum has completely fallen off the face of the earth. Or you don't hear Scary Terry or any of them anymore. It's it's definitely a head-scratcher there about why their fall has been so heavy. Um, and... The reality is they're only six games back. I mean, Toronto right now with Kawhi looks great, 17-4. and four, And then the Bucks are just the Bucks with Giannis. They're at 14-6, and six, and the Sixers right behind them. I mean, I'm not worried about the Celtics because the East sucks. They're going to get into the playoffs. But, I mean, that. I mean, do you think they're going to be kind of like what the Cavs were when they won the championship, didn't really give a shit towards the end of the season? They know they're going to get in. I think they can get away with that to an extent because they don't have LeBron. Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, they're not, they're on like the, we can slide from first to second point at this point. They, right. They're they not can, negotiating first and second. They're negotiating sixth, seventh, and eighth right now. 
Yeah. I mean, they can they can make it through. Don't get me wrong. With ease, they should make it through with ease. It is a little bit shocking. Like you, you're not you're not supposed to see them play this badly. I wouldn't say play this badly. Let me correct that. Play this poorly. To right. What the standards should be. Right. Um, Rick, my next question for you: Are we watching the demise of the Golden State dynasty here? Uh, I wouldn't say just yet. I mean, they're they're in a. I mean, you think about this when they won their their first championship. I believe they didn't look necessarily the greatest during the season. But I'm just talking to like the off the court stuff when you're listening to like. Draymond and his arguments with KD, or KD said this and gets fined. Steph Curry's out. It just you're again. You're. It's like what happened to the Cavs last year. You're hearing more about what happens off the court than on the court. Well, the big reason is because they're they are the the class of the league right now. I mean, still they're second. They're second in the West behind behind the Clippers. Shocking. But I mean, they're still the class of the league, so I'm. Um, you can't really take that away from them. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm thinking here is they're they're going to be followed tremendously. They're in a big market. They're the biggest team in the league. You're obviously going to hear more of the off off the court stuff. As well, I would say you're going to hear as much of the off the court stuff as you are on the court. So I'm not putting too much thought into it because guess what? Every player in this league has a mind of their own. They're going to speak what they feel. I mean, it's a very player-oriented league where every player has their own brand. Mm -hmm. I mean, other leagues are coming like that, especially the NFL is 100% in that mode right now. Not to the extent of what the NBA is because the NBA, there are only 10 guys on on the court where... In the NFL, they're 22. Yeah, 22 guys on the field. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a much smaller pool of people you can pick from as, like, say, your favorite player. Uh, so these guys are building their own brand. They're going to say what they need to what – what they feel, and it's going to be reported on because Ken Durant is the – right now is, like, the biggest star probably in all sports. Yep. Definitely valid. I would agree with you on that, and especially with his, like, five burner Twitter accounts there. Whoever thought that the move the Clippers would need to uh, overtake the Warriors would be to trade Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan away? Well, I mean, they're 13-6 where Golden State is 15-7. and So they played three less games, and the only reason why they're first right now is because, because they of the loss. One less loss. So, I mean, as soon as they lose another game, I mean, Golden State's popping right back to the top of the charts there. So technically they're like the uh, they're keeping the number one spot warm right now for Golden State. So to answer to go back to your question, is this the end of the dynasty? Um, I think that's more of a question that we need to see uh, next when it comes to this offseason. I mean it's way too it's way too soon to even think about this offseason. But once it becomes this offseason, that's when you're gonna know if it's gonna be the end or not because I mean, Boogie is is only signed for a year. I think uh, Clay Thompson isn't his contract up. Yes, him and Draymond are both on contract years. So yeah, I mean, and both of them deserve to get paid because I mean they 
both of them have won three, I was about to say Stanley Cups championships. So both of them deserve to get paid for their perspective, for their own positions. I mean, I think Clay would probably get paid more than Draymond just because he's making more buckets and that's what gets you more money. But I mean, Draymond is a very key piece. Oh, so, his defense is great. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So, who who are you gonna pay there? Are they gonna both cut back on how much they're gonna cost for the team to stay there? That's gonna be a very interesting, very interesting thing. I'm telling you, once one of those guys leaves, that's when you start saying, "Is this the end of the dynasty?" Because you never know. KD could get up and leave too. He, yeah, he can, he can. He's on the. Um, he was doing what LeBron did with the um, two-year deal, but can opt out after the one year if he wants more money. He wants to leave. Like, you, KD could get up and leave if he really wanted to as well. Say if they decide to give them money and KD's not going to want what he gets, KD's leaving the door. And there, there's already rumors talking about him going to LA and joining Le, LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, you could you would say it too, KD. Maybe even having the feeling of like kind of the Shaq Kobe thing, where Kobe got the flack because he couldn't win without Shaq, and then he won some championships without Shaq. I mean, does I doubt KD feels like that, but it's probably what people are gonna say soon. I mean, especially the argument against KD is gonna be, oh, you got your championship because you went to the Warriors. Oh, I mean, yeah, the the snake com- the comments are never gonna stop with KD, especially in Oklahoma City. Never. And, I mean, honestly, good for him to stand into his guns. So, so that, that's my opinion on that. Might need, to see some, might need some burner accounts to help him out there. But um, speaking of the Lakers, they're actually coming back alive a little bit. Uh, you saw that LeBron has moved up once again as far as the um, NBA scoring list, and he had a near win in his return to Cleveland got a great reception there but again what else are you going to expect he finally he gave the Cavs their ring so it's not like they were going to go in there and burn his jerseys outside and people are going to pay $500 for a ticket just to boo the life out of them um so that was good to see from the Cleveland faithful and then in the eighth spot I don't understand why people because even in his second leave when he left this time to go to LA I don't understand why people burned his jersey again. Did you like? It wasn't. It wasn't as big as when he went to Miami, because Miami he created the super team. That's what really started all this super team BS, which has been happening for years. Right. But I mean, him him going to Miami, people freaked out, and you can say rightfully so or not. I'm 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 not really into that debate. But this time he went to a project, and people were burning his jerseys. I agree with you. No one's going to be booing him, especially after they got the ring. They shouldn't have been, but there's still those idiot fans that boo. Yeah, people are still going to find a way no matter what there. Um, And then look at the eight spot in the NBA right now in the Western Conference. Do I see the Sacramento Kings? I'm jumping on the bandwagon there, man. They may have flipped the switch. I'm I'm, I'm a Sacramento Kings fan now because, I mean, they look good. I need an NBA team. I'm a Sacramento Kings fan now. Big, uh, big De'Aaron Fox jersey coming your way in Secret Santa, maybe. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> that'd be sweet. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm a Sacramento Kings fan now. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. And now, Rick, for our last thing for the NBA, give me the rookie that's in 
impressed you the most so far in this young NBA season? Because, man, I got to tell you, I'm watching the Nets-Mavericks game the other night, and my jaw dropped watching uh, Luka Doncic. Like, the kid had amazed me. I was very, very impressed by what I was seeing from him. I thought he looked great, and he's going to do great things there for the Mavericks, who don't look now. They're 9-9. They're nine and nine. It's it, A lot of people are saying that they could fall down. They're not. I, I was gonna, I was going to say him. He, he's definitely the one that's impressed me the most. Trey Young's been too up and down, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, there's also the the rookie rookie defense where they're trying to get into the, the league. They're not used to it yet, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to debate that anymore. And it's hard to debate that DeAndre Ayton should have it because the Suns are four and fifteen. They're awful. Yeah, it's it's weird. The Suns they. They get high picks every single year. They just can't seem to figure it out. Hmm. Trust the process, maybe. Possible, very possible. Yeah, well, I guess the Sixers did a little bit better because at least they can make it into the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So, that is our NBA chat. Again, you can find us on Twitter at WideOpen underscore sports. Tell us which rookies impressed you the most. Do you agree that Luka Doncic is going to take over the league? Um. And again, you can find us at the Wide Open Sportscast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends because we think we're kind of doing something cool here. So let's get the word out and keep the family growing. And now, Rick, before we get into the questionable call for the week, um, we are coming in on the conference championships. I hate college football so much. Hey, how you doing, Michelle? <laughs> I I called it a few weeks ago when we beat Penn State 42-7. My uh, my one neighbor growing up, huge huge Michigan fan. Um, other than the fact that we used the Michigan helmets when I played pee wee football, uh, my neighbor definitely had a part of me becoming a Michigan football fan. And we were on their porch, like, yeah, great 42 win, uh, 42-7 win against Penn State today. Can't wait to lose to Ohio State in a few weeks. Um, that is 14. This, I feel like my heart being stabbed as I say this. That is now 14 of the last 15 won by Ohio State in the game. And the one year that Michigan got them was when they had all those suspensions with Jim Trestle for the illegal benefits. <laughs> R.I.P. Revenge Tour. Um, but regardless, Rick, conference championships coming up. There's a lot of big ones this week. Um, and obviously, a lot of these are going to have a, wide, a lot to say for those top spots in the playoffs. Um, first conference championship, Georgia-Alabama. Who are you taking there? And if Georgia pulls this off, do you pull Alabama out of the top four? Uh, I do not. Um, Alabama has been has just destroyed all the com- all the competitions this year. Besides the Citadel for a half. Yeah. So if if they lose to Georgia, I mean Georgia is obviously staying in there. I would not pull Alabama out. Now if it goes opposite, which probably is what's going to happen, if Georgia loses, I mean that's it, and Oklahoma comes out on top. Like, Oklahoma's in there. You got to think Oklahoma's in there. Or Ohio State. Uh, see, I don't 
I wouldn't put Ohio State because I mean, Ohio State. Who are they facing this week? I don't. I don't they see have Northwestern in the Big Ten championship. Well, a more impressive win would be Oklahoma over Texas than Ohio State over Northwestern. I mean, Texas is a 14, Northwestern is a 19. So, you you do the math there. So, but I'm gonna raise you though and say, even though Ohio State has the bigger loss getting destroyed by Purdue is killing them right now still I can also you know I can you know I can also say what uh, another fuck you to Urban Meyer yeah very true because again it's not computers deciding it is human beings who hopefully agree with all of us that you should not allow your assistant coach to beat your wife yeah, well, besides that, I mean, it could be still a huge fuck you to Urban Meyer. I mean, also, it could be a blessing to Urban Meyer at this point because he's in bad fucking health right now. Yeah, dude, he did. If you were watching that Maryland game, he looked like he was about to keel over again on the sideline. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he's not looking too healthy right now. I mean, hopefully he's, he's able to get his problems fixed with his head. Because, I mean, that, that's gonna, that could be a huge game changer. But, Rick, my argument here is that even though Ohio State has the bigger loss with Iowa, and obviously Oklahoma's was Texas, who was a ranked opponent, heard her singing again in the Big 12 championship. Love me a little uh, Red River shootout for, to decide that championship. Who's got the more impressive win? Ohio State obliterated Michigan. True who is um, somehow stayed at number seven after that utter embarrassment. Um, but so, right, yeah, that's, they had a big win against the number seven team seven in the eight. country. I think they're at eight. No, nah, Michigan got seven in the um, latest poll, and UCF stayed at eight because of the injury to their quarterback. Okay. All right. But, yeah, I, I think Oklahoma will get in. Because of, again, if you're going to go off, even though the committee said that conference championships don't mean anything last year when they put Alabama in over Ohio State, and they were right because Alabama went and won the whole thing. I'm I'm going to be pissed if Notre Dame gets kicked out. If somehow Notre Dame gets kicked out. Oh, dude, Endy's in. I I mean, you you could say that, but. I mean, say these things happen. Say Georgia beats Alabama. I cannot see Alabama not being in the college playoffs. Georgia, so then Notre Dame moves up to two. Poss- possibly. It could be that. But also, I mean, you could also say the fact that if Oklahoma beats Texas, I mean, how could they not get into the playoffs either? It's a very confusing, it's a very challenging perception there because, I mean, Alabama loses the conference. Hypothetically. But then again, what I would say to you there is what we just talked about is say that so say that does happen, right? I think that Notre Dame would move up to two, um, Georgia would go to three, and I think they would put Bama at four because again, I feel like they showed last year with Ohio State that the committee doesn't care about a conference championship. And I mean, even though it is more impressive, like well, Ohio State be like a barely ranked Wisconsin team last year for the Big 12, and beating Texas would be a good one for Oklahoma, I I think they would put Alabama above Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, it's, there is the possibility. Like, you can't, you can't deny the possibility 
that for some stupid reason, because Notre Dame isn't affiliated with any of these divisions, that they can be kicked out. Yeah, I, I don't see no, – Notre Dame's not going to go out. I, I, I really don't see them I mean, I out. hope so. I mean, if, I kind of do, but – I, I, but I, I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate here. If they do, I mean, we rage. Everybody riot. Exactly. So we will see. Um, who are you going to take, Oklahoma or Texas? Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma and Ohio State Northwestern. Who are you going to take? Ohio State. Let's go Wildcats. Um, and then was that one of your? Sound effects? No, that was you, buddy. I no, dude. I have no idea what that sound was. <laughs> that was you. Your your mic got out there. Probably because no. it got angry at me. Listen, listen. As we are not perfect with our predictions, and we are not perfect with our microphones. Everyone understand that, please. And Very thanks. well put, Rick. That was good. That, that that I applaud you. That was great. Great job there. I I love it. So, and then I think the Pac-12. I didn't even really pay attention because it's it, no one's going from the Pac-12. Who yeah. is the Pac-12 championship game? Let me fact check myself. The Pac-12 championship game is going to be between Utah and Washington. Doesn't mean anything. Oh, yeah, right. I'm, I'm... Yeah, that one means True. nothing. So, are you ready for the questionable call? I'm ready. All right. So, Rick, I don't know how much you saw of it this week, but the big story this week uh, coming out of the soccer world was the Copa Libertadores final in Argentina between Boca Juniors and River Plate. For, if you do not know, is arguably the biggest soccer rivalry in the world up there with Celtic Rangers. Um, Boca, who is more supported by the working-class citizens of Buenos Aires and Argentina and River Plate by the more elites within society there in Buenos Aires. The teams can't stand each other. Um, Very, very brutal rivalry. Every game turns violent. And especially for this Copa Libertadores final where the first leg was played, it was tied 2-2 at Boca. So the second game was going to happen at River. And when the Boca bus was going towards the stadium, they were attacked by the fans of River waiting for them in the street. And the bus was pelted with rocks and tear gas. And tear gas was thrown into the bus. That's fucking wild. Yeah, dude, the scenes were out of control. Like, the pictures, the videos, and everything. Um, The Boca captain had had glass in his eye. And had to have it like surgically removed. And then like six or seven Boca players, such as Carlos Tevez, who's a pretty famous player, said that yo, we can't play this game. They are they're literally all puking violently and they're violently sick in the locker room. And the FIFA uh, Infantino called in and said, Yo, Boca, if you don't play, you forfeit and River wins. Yeah. So first off, fuck you, FIFA. Um, 
that made a lot of people very upset. Obviously, they rethought their decision. They postponed the game. They were going to try and play it on Sunday, but they still weren't ready to go. So they're still waiting to determine when the second leg of the Copa Libertadores final will happen. But, Rick, here's my question we'll call of the week. Where do you draw the line between passion and insanity with this stuff? Well, I mean, that, that is way past insanity. Um, you, you, cannot, you, cannot, you cannot rationalize that as way past insanity. Uh, where do you draw the line? Well, I think you can riot, you can chant outside the bus, you cannot throw shit at the bus. That, that's absolutely ridiculous. Remember on uh, Champions League last year when the Manchester City bus was destroyed going to Anfield? Yeah. But that wasn't that, like, yeah, the bus was destroyed, but we weren't talking about tear gas being thrown inside an already broken bus. Well, once well, once shit gets criminal, that, that is way past. You can, you can scream, you can holler. Like, they're not going to shut down people, like, chanting and, and trying to scream at the opposing team. Like, they should never shut that down. That, that's fandom. That's, that's not crazy. Once there's... Once there's crimes involved, that's crazy. Like you cannot you cannot deny any of that. That is effing crazy. You know, not at all. That was watching those scenes was completely out of control. That was, that was absolutely wild. I don't know now. Did you see the picture of they were trying to uh, smuggle flares into the game? So they strapped them around the little girl and had them put a uh, underneath her shirt so she wouldn't get checked and they could bring flares into the stadium. <laughs> it's like having a drug mule. Yeah. Like people it's a flare mule. Yeah, it's a flare mule. I mean, thank God. Like, did anything happen to the little girl? Because, I mean, that's, nothing at all. that's also kind of fucking dangerous. Because, I mean, flares, you would think they're pretty controlled. But they may not be the most controlled thing in the world. And say one of those goes off in her shirt. I mean, that could be catastrophic. Yeah. That, that could be ugly. So, I mean, that's, I mean, it's stupid. I mean, shame for those parents to do that. That's, you, you never want to hear that. that. That should be like, that kid in, in America, if that would ever happen in America, that kid, Dyfus, right to Dyfus. So. Yeah. Out of control, man. And what do you think of FIFA's decision to try and force the game to still happen? Well, I mean, that's. The, there is a point where, like, it's business, but it's also a point of, like, people's health is a concern. That was and, the main thing was business, was they were like, oh, yeah. the TV rights, they're going to lose their money, and, whoa, FIFA concerned about money. Yeah, well, I mean, s- tell them that when they send these these battered players with fucking tear gas in their eyes and lungs onto the field... It's going to be like fucking professionals playing against 11-year-olds. Especially in a cup final between two of the most historic rivals in the world. Not like history as in, no, they're not Real Madrid and Barcelona, but you don't see this crap happening at Real Madrid-Barcelona games. Well, I mean... That's why this rivalry is so infamous. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure people have died over this rivalry plenty of times. This is probably the... (laughs) I'm not saying this is probably 
this is probably one of the more innocent attacks in a way. That that's that I'm playing very loose with my words there. No, you are 100% correct because the reason that the River fans attacked the Boca bus was because the same thing happened a few years ago. The River bus was driving the Boca Juniors, and their fans attacked and threw stuff and threw tear gas at their bus. Yeah, so. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to argue either way in that, in that respect. But, I mean, that, that's way past fandom. That's, that's assault. And we're actually going to look at one in a second. Um, as we jump into the final drive, we're going to see another example in a second. So, Rick, I will kick it off. Um, Ballybrock FC of Ireland were caught faking the death of one of their teammates because they were trying to get out of a match. Why? Are they that bad? Yes. <laughs> so they're like, hey, one of our players died. We can't play today. And then they got caught lying. He's... So that wasn't very good. Uh, what you got next? I got, well, a huge loss for Duke. They followed the guns all. I was at the bar watching this, and this was fun because everyone was reacting to it because it seemed like everyone had a bet on this game. But they lost to Gonzalez in the Maui Classic Final, which was pretty incredible. R.G. Barrett missed his shots, and I don't know why they didn't pass the Zion. Well, read that other stat there that I have for you. Okay. Oh, you read it. I must now, R.J. Barrett has more missed shots this season than Zion has shots attempted. Yeah, I mean, Zion is your guy. I don't know why they didn't pass it to him. They were, he was literally standing in the corner waiting to shoot a three. I could guard him out there. Yeah, but what do you got to do? What do you got next? Um, so we were just talking about soccer hooliganism when uh, Argentina – Tonight, in a Champions League matchup between AEK Athens and Ajax from uh, the Netherlands in Greece, the Athens fans attacked the Ajax fans before the game started with flares, and someone even set off a bomb right next to the Ajax fan section. Jesus Christ, man. Like, now, it, like, now it's turning into like fucking terrorism. Like The attack before, like, soccer fans are fucking terrorists. <laughs> it's literally like you're 100% right it's turning into that um, soccer hooliganism, hooliganism turning into a little bit too much here and it's not like it's happening in some like third world country like it's Argentina and Greece of all places um, quick, quick um, trivia question for you before we jump into the next one they released the list of the Premier League teams ranked by arrests in this calendar year at games for misconduct. Which team wins the Premier League title for most fans arrested this season? Uh, I don't know. Arsenal? Arsenal was in third. Hmm. I feel like it's going to be like a no-name team like Watford. It's a popular team, but is not a big six club. So it's not what United, is, it's not City, it's not Arsenal, it's not Chelsea, it's not Tottenham, and it's not Liverpool. But it's still a very well-known team. Uh, Everton? No. Who? West up. Ham. Oh, really? Yep, West Ham United leads the league with most fans arrested. Oh, good for them. Uh, what you got next there? I got Joey Logano winning. The Monster Energy Cup, which was kind of a shock. 
considering the there was the big three, and then Joey Logano was the underdog. But Joey Logano was, during the championship run, the 10-race championship run, was the most successful of the four. And he showed that when he won the championship and won the race in Miami uh, before, uh, before Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's always good to see someone new win. Yeah, I was um, What were you saying for that? I was pulling for Harvick, though. Yeah. Um, UPenn abandoned its longtime tradition of giving out free cheesesteaks after its basketball team scores in more than 100 points a game in favor of giving out fish tacos. Maybe they like fish tacos. Um, they played Stockton, who's over by Atlantic City, who's a Division Three team, and beat them by, like, 60. They scored, like, 120 points. Instead of giving out cheesesteaks after the game, they now give out free fish tacos. Uh, I guess I guess Pennsylvania area is now being known for fish, which is kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, what you got next? Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk is starting to have a rocky star coming back to the NHL. In his last bastard. In his last game, only saw six minutes. And the reason why is he's not finishing chances. What you got next? Um, lastly, Kawhi was criticized by Greg Popovich for his um, leadership skills. And Kawhi found that very funny. So you think Kawhi throwing a little bit of shade there at the, the longtime coach Greg Popovich? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see what's wrong with Pop's criticism there. Because, I mean, he pretty much gave up. He got, he's got, he kind of, I mean, Le'Veon Bell's doing it this year. So Le'Veon Bell deserves all the criticism with, when it turn, comes to the NFL. Kawhi did the exact same thing a year before. And I, I agree with Pop's criticism, but I mean, Kawhi just wasn't feeling it there. I mean, you could Not try to, all. You, you could try to lead a team, but I mean, if you have no respect in that locker room, then you're not going to be a leader, and you're going to have you're not going to be able to show off leadership qualities. So, I I agree and disagree. I I mean I get I get Kawhi's stance on it, but I I, I get Pop's stance on it as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not out of the ordinary for me. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. Thank you for sticking around with us again. You have listened to the. Almost world famous wide open sports cast. Again, you can find us on Twitter at wide open underscore sports. Tell us what you think of the show and interact with us on Twitter there. We follow the show. Wait, what was that again? Follow the show. Oh, there you go with the voice box again. And then, Rick, where can you find us? Where can you listen to the wide open sports cast? What platforms? iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, I lost the other ones, dude. I'm horrible at this show. Fuck. <laughs> no, you're not. I was just I, I gave it to you because I thought you were gonna use the voice box. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Hey, Google Play and tune in. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> dude, same. It, it's getting close to my bedtime. Yeah. Well, everyone, have a good night. Beds, have a nice sleep. You too, dude. See you later, people. Have a good night. Adios. These guys are our future leaders in America. Thank you so very much.
all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. Really, that's all, folks.